This is Man Afraid of Everything. I'm 34 years old, and I'm afraid of heights. Each episode comes in two parts. In the first part, I stress out over every little thing. In the second part, I tell you about everything that happened when I did the thing I was afraid of. Most people are afraid of heights because it helps them stay alive. They're cautious near ledges, they don't mess with ladders, and they don't drink alcohol in a treehouse. My fear of heights seems to have increased over the years, though. I don't remember being afraid of heights when I was a kid. I'd climbed to the top of dangerous playground equipment, and I hiked to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Now, when I think about heights, my palms get sweaty. If I'm exposed to heights, I get confused, and I have to look away or sit down. In my 20s, I started to feel wobbly at the mall. I didn't like walking near the railings on the second level because I'd feel like I was losing my balance. It wasn't dizziness, so much as, huh. So, I don't like Ferris wheels, bridges, or skyscrapers. What about airplanes? Well, I used to avoid looking out the window of airplanes until I realized everything was out of my control. Why worry? There is nothing I can do. I don't know how to fly a plane, and I don't want to know how to fly a plane. Although, I wouldn't mind having a hang glider in my carry-on. The last time I went to the Grand Canyon, it was filled with fog, so we barely saw anything. I still stayed away from the edge, because that's the sensible thing to do but I didn't feel off balance. Instead of confronting my fear of heights by doing something tame, I decided to go to the top of one of the tallest buildings in the world, the Willis Tower in Chicago, formerly the Sears Tower, now known as the It'll Always Be the Sears Tower to Me Tower. I had some concerns before we went. Does the glass ledge come with general admission? Do we want to do day and night? I don't know if I can walk. I banged my knee really hard on the frame of a couch the night before, and my whole leg went numb for a few seconds. I probably severed a ligament and shouldn't be walking on it. How many people can go up? How scary is it? If I look straight down, will I get lightheaded? Maybe I'll be so afraid of falling, I'll faint and I'll fall anyway. We went to the 103rd floor of the Willis Tower. It was the scariest thing I've done for the show. But why? I couldn't figure it out. We planned to take the 11.40 a.m. train, but I didn't buy tickets for the Willis until 11.30, because I like to plan ahead. We ended up taking the 12.40 train. Before we got on, I told my girlfriend I was worried about getting seats together. She said, really? She hadn't even thought about it. We got on the train and made our way through the first car, and there weren't any seats. We couldn't find any seats in the next car either, so we stood around next to the bathroom. I had hurt my knee the night before, and I wasn't fond of standing the whole time. After a few stops, we moved near the exit doors. The trainman asked if we had anything special planned for the day, and I said, We're going up to the Willis Tower. He asked, Have you ever been there before? Nope. Never? No, I've never been there. His dad had taken him when he was real young. He said it was definitely something everyone should see. When we got to the station, 
I had to stop walking so I could delete some podcasts to make room for pictures. I didn't want to do it on the train, because I was worried someone would snatch my phone out of my hand and then bolt off the train. After exiting the station, we hung a left and then a right. It took about ten minutes to get to the Willis Tower. Ten minutes? Why hadn't I been there before? We made our way around to the entrance and took an elevator down to the lower lobby. Bathroom stop number one. Afterward, we got in line to go up to the top, but first we had to pass through security. They had all kinds of building facts posted on the walls. The Willis Tower has 602 bathrooms. I didn't think I could visit all of them, but I was going to try. We waited in line for a good half an hour to get through security. After they took pictures of us in front of a green screen, we went through another waiting area with more building facts on the walls. And then, bathroom stop number two. The last line we had to wait in was for the two elevators that rocket guests up to the 103rd floor at 18 miles per hour. When we got on one, I was disappointed because there was no elevator music. As we went up, there were more building facts. We're the height of a giraffe, the height of the pyramids, the height of the Empire State Building. Normally, an elevator dings one, two, three. But this elevator went one, four, ten, twenty, thirty. My ears popped and my hands started getting really sweaty. Sixty seconds after getting in the elevator, it reached the top. We stepped out and there it was. The city of Chicago from 1,353 feet up. I shuffled over near a window. It was fine at first, but then I felt disoriented. It was so high. I was looking down at tiny skyscrapers, miniature cars, and specks of people. It felt like the floor was rocking under my feet, which it probably was because the building can sway up to three feet. Thanks, building facts. I started to feel queasy. I kept curling my toes, trying to grip the ground, and I was sweating in areas I shouldn't mention. I grabbed my girlfriend's hand, and after she felt my surprisingly cold and clammy hands, she said, We don't have to come back up later. We walked around to the east side of the building and looked out at the lake. I had to turn away from the windows, and I walked toward the inner walls. Oh yay, a gift shop! How can you work up here with the floor moving all the time? The building could just topple over at any moment! We made our way to the north side of the building. More city, more scary. Finally, on the western side, I saw the glass boxes. Why was I so afraid? It was the worst when I was walking, and I could see the buildings in my peripheral vision. I'd feel unbalanced, and then I'd pause. It's like tipping back in your office chair too far. We got in line to go out on one of the four glass ledges. I kept thinking about everything. So high. I'm not going to look down. Are we moving? It's just in my mind. No, we're moving. Is this moving? I don't think I can do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. But that's the whole point of the show. I have to do it. I looked to my left and saw a girl hugging her boyfriend tight. I thought I saw tears in her eyes. Finally, someone on my side. The next thing I knew, she was out on the ledge, laughing and smiling and taking pictures. She wasn't on my side. I was all alone. There was so much nervous chatter, but people got distracted. They'd pull out their selfie sticks, pose for pictures, fix their hair, and lay down on the glass. It's like the joy of being seen in such a cool place erased the fear people had about being up so high. 
Every once in a while, though, someone would look down and go, Ah! It was time for me to walk out on the ledge. I held onto the wall as I eased out onto the glass. I slowly turned round for a picture. I smiled because I was having fun! And then my girlfriend came out, and we posed together for a few more photos. And then I looked straight down. It was crazy. You're suspended 1,353 feet in the air. I gripped the wall again and stepped back inside. It was over. But it wasn't over, because I wanted to try it again, to see if I'd be less afraid. What you think of your... I don't like this. Just, even just on the floor without putting it there. I feel like we're moving, but I don't think we are. <sighs> we waited in line again. Same feelings. Same nervousness. Same trepidation stepping out onto the glass deck. I didn't want to go near the outer edge. We took some more pictures, and I sat down on the glass this time. Oh, okay. That wasn't as bad as last time. I didn't have to grab the ledge. Edge yeah, thing. you did Because, <laughs> you know, that's going to help, holding the thing. The other thing that freaked me out is you couldn't leave quickly, even if you did panic, because you have to wait in line to take the elevators. We got in line, and then took the elevator down. After we got off, there was a gift shop, a tiny place for food, and bathroom stop number three. We exited out to the street and walked all over the city trying to find somewhere to eat. After walking around for a good half an hour, we ended up at a place called Elephants and Castles. I didn't know what to eat in case we went back up again. I didn't want to throw up. Here's a brief list of things that cause stomach issues. Gravy, blue cheese, too much cheese in general, citric acids, Italian food, creamy sauces, greasy burgers, greasy fries. I didn't know what to eat. We were safe on the ground, in a restaurant, but my mind was still 103 stories up, swaying in the wind, thinking about falling. I ordered a turkey wrap, and we took our time. We talked about the crazy view, and calculated what time to go back up so it'd be dark enough. After our late lunch, we walked a few blocks east and looped back around to the Willis Tower. It was different at night. I didn't see a tiny pop-up diorama of skyscrapers and industrial buildings. Everything was replaced with twinkly lights. It was a magical experience. But unfortunately, I was magically sweating in weird places again. We took pictures of the lights, but this time, looking out, I didn't feel queasy. We waited in line for the skybox behind an obnoxious couple with a selfie stick, who took picture, after picture, after picture, of each other, and then they started posing individually for portraits. She made goofy faces, and he popped his collar for pictures. When they finally cleared out, we made our way out onto the ledge. We took a couple pictures of each other, and a few looking straight down at our feet. I didn't think it was as scary as it was during the day. When I asked my girlfriend what she thought, she said it actually got her this time, because she looked straight down as she took her first step out onto the ledge. It was freaky. We were making another loop around, looking at all the lights. When we saw the selfie couple again, they were fighting. Like, really fighting. How can you be fighting when there's all these heights going on? The guy was trying to walk away from the girl, and the girl kept grabbing his arm. He'd rip it away, and she'd grab him again. I don't know what they were fighting about because I didn't recognize the language. The happy pictures they probably put on Instagram weren't telling the truth, just like my smiling pictures didn't show how scared I was. 
We took the elevators back down again and took the train back out to the suburbs. That night, when I laid down to go to sleep, my mind was back up there, a thousand feet in the sky, the building swaying, my toes gripping for the ground, my mind stepping out on the ledge, the tower tipping, my body falling. I couldn't fall asleep at first, but when I finally did, I dreamed of snakes. Venomous snakes in the desert, and me scaling a fence and pulling snakes off of it and throwing them to the ground. The snakes felt surprisingly warm in my hands, probably because I spent the whole day with cold, sweaty hands on top of the Willis Tower. And now I have cold and sweaty hands right now talking about being on top of the Willis Tower. So, I went out on the ledge, 103 stories in the air but I couldn't figure out why I was so creeped out. It wasn't dangerous. 1.5 million people do it every year. And my mind wasn't even racing as much as usual. Sure, when I was queasy, I thought, where can I get sick? I can't get my head in the opening of that trash can over there. But something else was going on. I didn't feel like my fear of heights had reduced at all, and I wondered why. So I looked up vertigo and was corrected because the fear of heights is called acrophobia, and it's complicated. According to my research, human balance is derived from proprioceptive, vestibular, and visual cues to establish body position and motion. Your proprioceptors are sensors that give your body information about your position in space. They're why you can close your eyes and still touch a finger to your nose. The vestibular system includes parts of your inner ear and brain that help control balance. When you increase heights, visual cues appear further away and your balance becomes reduced. Normally, the proprioceptive and the vestibular branches pick up the slack, but some acrophobic people over-rely on visual signals. They may even overestimate distances. So when acrophobics start moving at high elevation, visual cues are distant and their balancing system becomes overloaded, which causes confusion. They have decreased balance confidence. In other words, they get scared as hell. The simple act of touching an object can reorient the body in space and reestablish a feeling of balance, which explains why touching a wall, holding a railing, or grabbing someone's hand helps calm acrophobics. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I haven't seen one for this but I know I felt better at the top of the Willis Tower when I held my girlfriend's hand, grabbed a wall, or looked away. Walking around the observation deck was disorienting during the day because of the view, and the ledge was scary. But the experience at night was easier because tiny buildings were replaced by tiny lights and darkness. Sometimes I'm afraid because I overthink. Other times, it may not be my fault. What is my fault, though, is that I didn't use the bathroom at the top of the Willis Tower. Three bathrooms down, 599 to go. Thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 4. There may not be another one. Man Afraid of Everything is me, Jed. You can find more episodes at getafraid.com. Music by FF Lowbeats. Special thanks to all who previewed and gave me feedback. So what should I do next? Visit getafraid.com and let me know, and maybe I'll do it.